0: You're listening to Weekend Joe, driven by Munganast St. Louis Acura, here on ClavesOnline.com. The fun and games start
1: after this. Hi, everybody. I'm Peter Munganast with Munganast St. Louis Acura, here to talk to you today about some benefits of Acura's certified pre-owned program. After passing a 182-point multi-point inspection, Acura backs all of our certified pre-owned cars with a 6-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty and a 7-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Munganass St. Louis Acura has new inventory arriving daily. Come on into Munganass St. Louis Acura today, meet our award winning team, and find that perfect certified pre owned Acura for you.
2: The weekend
3: just got more entertaining. It's Weekend Joe on Claims Online. Driven by Munganast St. Louis Actura. Hear from some of the big names in St. Louis and national sports every weekend. And now, here's Joe Roderick and me, I'm Andy Hanselman.
0: Welcome on Andy. Hey, it's the final uh, edition of Weekend Joe in Spooky Season. Ooh. Not ever, not oh. ever, not ever. Oh. just Spooky Season. Yeah, uh, last show of the month of October, Andy, and uh, that brings us out on remote. Uh, maybe you can hear a little bar ambiance in the background. Uh, a little Queen playing right now. That's pretty right. Mercury. It He's is. singing. Yeah,
3: don't stop me now, Joe. Yeah.
0: Uh, but Andy, we are at Bootleg and Bob's, our uh, home away from home. One of our favorite places to uh, go out and do the show. Uh, and we are out here because, Andy, this weekend out here at Bootleg and Bob's, they are going to have the Morgan Ford Halloween Pub Crawl on Saturday costume contest at every single bar. So if you're, if you're costume, you think you got a winner at one and you don't, go to the next one and maybe the uh, the team that beat you, the people that beat you the costume, the bar before, maybe you can win that one. Joe, are you dressing up this year? I don't know what I want to do. I feel like... I need to take advantage of the long hair and do something. When did you do
3: the guy from Con Air?
0: I was, I, I was uh, Cameron Poe last year. Was it last year already? Last year, yeah. I thought you did it for like a marathon or something. Mm-mm. mm I haven't dressed. No, I've never dressed up for a race. But I feel like I need to do something. I got the long hair. It was like a few years ago. This is maybe Halloween 2020, maybe 21 my, uh, my boss at the gym, she dressed up as me. I have mean, saw pictures of this. Yeah, she did a great job of it. Well, of, of course she did. She dressed up as you. I want to dress up as her, but I don't want to shave the beard. <sighs> you could just, like,
3: go. They have the skin stuff. You can, like, put, like, put the, fake, the, the, the costume skin over I feel it. like that would be really creepy.
0: So I don't know exactly what I want to do. He
3: could be the guy that went to the Halloween party dressed as a pirate and cut off his own leg. What? Yeah, cut off his own leg when win the costume contest. You know what happened? He didn't win.
0: He didn't? No. Neighbors won. He what? Neighbors won. He was mad. Okay. Is there a joke there? Is that a, uh, I thought I was waiting for like a pun. I was waiting for like a pirate pun. Well, no. He was, he
3: was worried that his, his, uh, his child wanted to dress up as a princess for yep. Halloween. And uh, he was worried about the cost. Okay. Because of the sex change operation. Oh, Okay. And so then he went on to tell the story about how he cut off his own leg. About
0: I was wait- I was really waiting for like a pun, like a really bad pirate pun. I didn't have one. Yeah, like he's hopping mad or something like that. Like I was I was waiting for something along those lines, but you just didn't get there with it.
3: Heard a story today about a guy who uh, a celebrity, and he lived in a in a house filled with tires, filled with dirt. Mm-hmm. That was those were his
0: walls. And so when you stay at his house, do you stay in his spare bedroom. God, you see, you, you just—I set you up. I gave you too much time to come to, <laughs> come to terms with one and and find one, and that's on me. That's my fault. Sorry, for everybody. Andy, our friends at Central State Sandwiches—they are not here anymore. They are posted up now. They they run the kitchen at Second Shift Brewery. Oh, okay. Now, is, is, so that a, is that a new deal? That's a new deal. They are—they run the kitchen there seven days a week now. Wow. Out there. So uh, congrats to Kyle out yep. there. Uh, he'll uh, just follow him to see where he's gonna be taking the food truck from time to time but they're gonna be uh so they, they have a new place out here now it's just a pop-up for tonight Andy but it's the uh the ladies at two loud uh outs two loud eats that's loud laOD Laotian yeah Andy. they're Laotian Laotian Joe. like uh like, like Khan from uh from King of the Hill that's correct he was your neighbor yeah his yes. daughter was Connie right Khan Su- Su- Sufenusenfeld. oh is that, really that was his full name yeah okay Do you not know? Are you not a King of the Hill fan?
3: A few episodes here and there. Really? It's funny because I I love Mike Judge. I love Beavis and Butthead. And I just, I never, I think I was. I never got into Beavis
0: and Butthead, but huge fan of uh, what King
3: of the Hill uh, put forward. That's our generational difference there. Uh, Probably, yeah. I think it is. Because, I mean, Beavis and Butthead was on when I I was in high school. Yeah. King of the Hill was on when you were in high school. Yeah. King of the Hill was on when, when I was in
0: college. Are we gonna be are we good with the music? You have headphones on, I do not. We are perfectly fine. Are we? Okay. Oh, it sounds like just a low murmur. Okay. We do have guests on the show today. Shut up. Multiple guests on the show today. So this will be a short show so we can eat our food. Uh not really. I oh, mean okay. those interviews are already recorded. This uh, no no no. This isn't like this isn't like back in the day. Uh, this isn't like back in the day when we'd have Grover yeah. do a forty minute segment. Where's Grover's corner so <laughs> we can eat our food? And we'd eat. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 uh, RJ Choppy from 105.3 The Fan uh, yeah. down in Dallas, right? Um, I'm talking World Series baseball, I'm assuming. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I need I need to text Sarah B and let him know that I got chop on the uh, on the show. Ah, old friends, huh? Yeah, and then um, and then my friend uh, Mike Bauer, who is on 910 Fox Sports in Phoenix. Ah. Also, talking more World Series baseball. Joe,
3: because I know who's in the World Series, Joe.
0: Right? You see, so I, I have from both. You see, fair and balanced, fair and balanced. You give one side, you give one side a certain amount of time. You you legally have to give the other side that same amount of time. We are the Fox News of podcast, right? Fair and balanced, no. uh, fair and balanced. I'll do it live. So that's uh, that's what we have uh, going on for uh, for the show today. They will be coming up later on. I want to tell you though what we have uh, out here, Andy. What we're eating on, what we're snacking on. Out here from the uh, ladies at Too Loud Eats. First of all, it's in- industry night out here. Ah. Uh, so nice little pack. Of- this is the first time ever, Andy, that we are doing the show from inside. We are Joe. little. It's been a little rain. The temperature is okay to do it
3: outside, but it's just there, I, I hit a few little showers on the way over here. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? Let's just be
0: safe. Let's if we don't have a tent. Yeah, don't I'm a jackass. Just- I wanted to do it outside. You uh, you would not let me after the uh, the fiasco from uh, from August. You would not let me do it. Uh, We've outside. done we've done one sunset outside. We have that was much nicer. It was a beautiful night. Yeah, Rammer even joined us for it.
3: Yeah, it'd be a great night to do it tonight. Just if it wasn't spitting rain. Joe, this board and my computer just
0: don't I, like. I understand. Water. I understand. Yeah. Uh, I was more concerned. Yeah, see, show I, I am concerned about the equipment, not your well-being. Right. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. If we were just like out there talking, right, it'd be fine. I'd be fine. Uh, Andy, so they they had beef short ribs that we got, which included a sticky rice and papaya salad. You you've eaten some of the papaya salad. It is fantastic. That's a fun word to say, by the way. Papaya. Papaya. L- lots of peas to pop. You got to yeah. pull that microphone uh-huh. and you say papaya. Papaya. Let me see how it's looking on the on there.
3: We're maxed out at minus six there, Joe. Yeah. Uh, it is, there's some kind of, I want to taste, can I just pull this out of here you real you quick?
0: That, you do whatever you want with that, yeah. I don't know what you just put in your mouth. That's a risky move, my friend. what do you just put in your mouth? It's something pickled. Okay. Like a pickled root
3: of some kind. Yeah. It's really, really good. But yeah. Joe so, the, you got that? The, uh, um,
0: the, the cow, pu- cowpake sin. Kalpak Sen. Okay, how I'm saying that? Yeah, that's a shredded chicken in a, a chicken broth with thick noodles. That's thick. Th- Joe, it's still, I'm, seeing, I'm
3: still watching it boil over here in this. Uh, yeah. In this 32 ounce cup. Yeah. But it looks fantastic. Thick noodles. Thick noodles.
0: Yeah, and then uh, crab rangoons. Traditional. Top five of my, my favorite foods.
3: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like the most fat kid approved food ever. Yeah. It's fried cream cheese in a
0: dough. When I, I, I began my love affair with Crab Rangoons back uh, around senior year of high school, uh, freshman year, of college. Did you go to that China buffet there by the farm and home? No, no, no. They're in Alton? No, no, no. So, you know where the Emos is in Godfrey? I right do. by the Schnooks. They're yes. on Homer Adams Parkway. That's correct. Right over there by the Quick Trip. Yes. I worked at the Emos right there. I also worked at Emo's when I was in college. I I worked at the Emo's there. We shared a hallway with a uh, Chinese buffet. Ah. And we would trade them food. Oh. They would come down and they would ask for a 12-inch cheese pizza. We would order half of their menu. (laughs) (laughs) We're fat Americans.
3: (laughs) We're going to eat all your food.
0: Like six people throwing in orders for that. And they're yeah. like, and they're like, "Do you want anything else? Not just the twelve-inch cheese pizza. Like, hey, we'll give you whatever else you want. Okay. You want some? You
3: want some T-Rav? Right? How about some of the delicious Emos garlic cheese bread?
0: Exactly.
3: Have you had that, sir?
0: A deluxe salad with the Emos dressing. With, nope.
3: uh, but no olives on that.
0: Yeah, they, but no, they did. They all they wanted was the twelve-inch cheese
3: pizza. Not even a deluxe with the bacon on it. Right. Noth- none of that. None of it. Just a twelve-inch yeah.
0: cheese. Just a twelve-inch cheese. Not even a sixteen-inch cheese. Right. Twelve inch, yeah, cheese. The twelve. I, I remember this, Andy. I vividly remember doing this multiple. And then times there you
3: are ordering forty crab rangoon.
0: A crab. I, I would 10, order a crab rangoon. Three of the drivers would order food. You Ten get, egg rolls. You get the manager. He would throw it in order. Somebody else would throw in some uh, some fried rice. Like it was. Like if it, you were ordering, be, if you're
3: ordering it like from the restaurant, it'd be like two hundred bucks worth of food, wouldn't it?
0: I don't know. Not no. Not we're, back. We're then. still talking Chinese food too. But I mean. Go, try to order Chinese food for four in
3: 2023. It's still, see. it's like 50, 60 bucks. It is 50, 60 bucks.
0: And I don't, I haven't eaten at Emos lately. I don't know how much a 12 inch cheese is. I'm guessing it it's close to 60 bucks. No, it's not, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> the prices keep going up, Andy. I'm going to guess a 12 inch cheese is probably 10, 10, 50. 10 yeah, 10, 11 bucks. That's, they are not a sponsor here. So I can I can come on here and I can clearly say that's a lot of money. Do
3: you remember? I mean, when I worked at Emos back, I worked at Emos in Columbia, Missouri. When I went to Mizzou for a year and had a lot of fun out of class. Um, I remember the, the 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 owner there liked me because I was one of the few guys that showed up on time for work. Yeah, and, and like worked by shift. I like didn't have like family emergencies yeah. and things like that. And we got to talking, and he told me what a you know the the blocks of Provel. Mm-hmm. They, they come almost like a block of Velveeta. Yeah. It's about the same size, about a two-pound block. You know what those cost back in 1997? No clue. $80 for one okay. block. One block of ProVel was $80. Nowadays, it's
0: probably $180. it has got to be just off the charts. Yes, absolutely. Off the, and so if, if you're wondering why your Emos is so expensive... Mm-hmm. That's why. One of our sponsors, the fine folks at Munganas St. Louis Acura. That's where Clapes and I will be on Monday. as Seeing our friend Clayton Patterson out there. Oh, my goodness. They have so many cars, so many new cars out there on the lot, new and used. Uh, cars out there at 13720 Manchester Road and Claves and I will be doing the show out there Monday for the Ameren, Illinois Lunch Show with Claves and Joe. So uh, come on by and see us or just make plans to go out there this weekend and see what they have if you are on the market for a new or used car out there at Munganas St. Louis Acura, the title sponsor of Weekend Joe here on Claves Online. Andy, how's the move going? Joe, I'm real tired of every, I'm just over it.
3: Are you sleeping in the house yet? Yes, we started sleeping there last Friday. Okay. Most everything is put away. My garage is mostly empty of boxes. Okay. Um, so we're, there's a lot of progress that's made. Joe, I tried to have a couch delivered to my house for my yeah. basement on... Um, on Monday, yeah. Joe, it, it didn't It didn't fit down the whole... Did didn't. they pivot? Did they try to get it in and did they pivot? We did everything. Did you tell yelled, them to pivot? I yelled at the guy to pivot.
0: <laughs> and you say, hey, shut up. I hear that every day. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I am pivoting. Pivot!
3: <laughs> so now, Joe, I have a little re- remodeling project. I need to take, like, the wall down from, like... For the bottom stairs. We're Mm -hmm. going to put a new banister in, but before we put the banister in, I'm going to move that couch downstairs, Mm. and we're
0: going to have ourselves a grand old time. When I moved out of my house in Galesburg, so moving in, we did not have a traditional... The the stairs going upstairs were not like a traditional staircase. Like, the angle of it was not, I, I guess, maybe... I don't know what the what the word would be for this. Like, maybe not up to regulation for the staircase, so it's a little steep. It's called code, Joe. Oh, up the code. Thank you. Thank you. Building code. Yeah. So, to get a box spring up there, we had to saw off a quarter of it to get it up there and then just kind of made it work for the year plus that we lived up there in sure. Galesburg. Could not get it back down. <clears throat> The angle it worked pushing it up there and shoving it up there to put it push it back down would have scraped the floor would have been a bunch of stuff so I left it in the house good for you
3: a lot of people leave <laughs> those kinds of left,
0: things left left the box spring on uh, the upstairs uh, bedroom slash uh, living room of this house. Uh, got a got a pretty uh upset email from the realtor after uh- Oh, did you really? <laughs> yeah. Couldn't get it out. Joe this try gentleman tried, hey tell tell the new owners just to take a chainsaw
3: and cut it down. Joe, this gentleman tried to get me to break my new couch with a hammer. Yeah. And I did it. I tried to, but it was made in America, real solid pine. Yeah. Didn't break. Oh you know what I got now? What? A damaged couch.
0: Oh. <laughs> did the 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 people you ordered it from, were they the ones that told you to break it? Yes. Okay. But when you say ordered,
3: that's a a loose term.
0: Oh, that's right. You did the... It's a Facebook marketplace. Yeah, you bought the couch that other people find on the street and uh, refurbish. And clean up. Yeah, Yeah. okay. That's
3: correct, Joe. So
0: this wasn't like a $1,000 couch. It was like a $100 couch.
3: It was $350 for a couch and a love seat. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Then I got a damaged couch, but... I'm going to uh, have somebody come over, and we're going to knock that wall out, and we're going to get that
0: couch down to this weekend. Very nice. Andy, I, um, I, I wish I had $350 right now. I had a rough week, um, not, uh, not gambling or anything like that. Yeah, you sent me a little rundown earlier, and you mm-hmm. said you had a crazy credit card issue this week. Yes. Andy woke up on Tuesday yes. to emails from Microsoft in Spanish oh. of purchases— Made for the video game Roblox, a game that Hudson plays. Correct, he does not not uh, used to play it. Hasn't played it in okay. a while. Not uh, actually not even downloaded on the Xbox right now. Uh, removed it to make space for other games. Sure on the Xbox, uh, but again the email one hundred percent in Spanish. But I, I can tell you what Microsoft is in Spanish, and plus the little logo on the email as well. Sure, and I thought this is odd, so I go onto my bank account. I had fourteen charges. Then I log into Microsoft and I saw that there was a successful login from Spain. Oh wow! Yeah, fourteen different charges for Roblox. It may have
3: been Since it was in Spanish. It may have been somebody from Spain, but I believe there's also a VPN exit, like the, like like of the, the the bad VPNs. Yeah, like where the pirates go
0: hide, dark web. Yeah,
3: it's an exit there in Spain.
0: Yeah, so. Immediately changed the email, turned off the card, did all that stuff. How, many, how much was it, Joe? Not a crazy amount. I think it ended up being like $112. But, right. But still, it's $112 I would like back. Ooh, but yeah. it has also just frozen my assets for the week.
3: Was this on your debit card? Yes. See, if you had a credit card, <clears throat> yeah. it'd be immediately re- re- refunded. Yeah. That's what that's about. That. Joe, something similar happened to me a few weeks ago. Yeah. Were you done? Oh, I, I, no, I'm just oh, saying. Sorry, so now sorry. I'm
0: in the process. They have not mailed me the card back. Why not you just go to the bank and get a new one? I just, well, I, as I went through, I immediately called them to just yeah. say, hey, this happened, fraud. I'm disputing it. Stop it all right away. And they're like, okay, we'll send you the new card. So I'm like, okay. They were already in the process of sending me the new card. So, yeah, I didn't have a chance to go to the bank and get a new card. I figured it would be in the mail the next day. Should have been. As of of, uh, the time I left today, the mail had not come yet. So I do not know if it is in the mail.
3: Joe, sometimes these banks make you feel like the criminal.
0: Yeah. So waiting on that. So, Andy, I've I've had no access to my debit card all week long, which also means I, I have had no access to my Taco Bell app. Or my Smoothie King app. Oh no! <laughs> or Amazon. <laughs> no. <laughs> or just a quick run to, to. I've gone to Walmart once with cash. Shut up. Yeah, using greenbacks, huh? <laughs> I oh, went right greenback. I went to the the self checkout and I inserted the cash like I was at a, like I was playing video games. Did you
3: get accused of stealing
0: anything there? No. Good. No, no, nothing there. But now it has already started since then. In the past three days, I have already had one of the companies, one of the auto draft companies that I have attached to that card has already been like, hey, we're trying to take your money away. Give us your money. It's not coming out of this card.
3: You have to wait a minute until I get my new card.
0: Yeah. Hey, you you, you, can hold on for that. You'll you'll get it. You'll get it. Don't worry. So yeah, it's been a... Been a rough little uh, week for me. That's uh, terrible.
3: Yeah. Um, I had something happened to me somewhere. That was this was years ago. That uh, somebody in Italy tried uh, had gotten a hold of my debit card number. But most recently, somebody applied for my name applied for a Chase credit card in my name. Mm. And I woke up to a million emails from Credit Karma, from Capital mm. One, from American Express, from everybody who watches your credit saying, "Hey, did you apply for a new card?" I'm like, "Nope, wasn't me." So I figured out that it was Chase. Called the Chase fraud line and like. Yep, somebody tried to open an account. We denied them. Yeah. We didn't think it was you. What do you think gave it away?
0: I, I don't know. Maybe the
3: I don't know. Didn't know my mother's maiden name.
0: Mmm. Thought maybe they got you on the phone. And they were like, do an impression of Jim Nance and it was a good one. And they were like, Nope. Not. Hello friends. <laughs> so shut up. <laughs> <ass>. <laughs> I
3: don't know why I drive out here and do this shit with you.
0: Hey, you set yourself up for uh, to make puns, and I'm going to set myself up be a, to uh, be for that as well. Yeah. Um, so, Andy, we got the. Uh, I mentioned we got the World Series this uh, this week. We're gonna we're gonna preview that. Joe, we'll I, a- I figured out it's the
3: Arizona Diamondbacks from the National League yeah. who were three games over 500 during the regular season. Mm-hmm. And then your Texas Rangers, who I believe had the best record in baseball.
0: They did not have the best record in baseball, no. Second best record in baseball? No, 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 no. They they got in almost final day of the year, too. Did they really?
3: Yeah. Yeah. But they were were at the top most of the year. They
0: were hot a lot of the year, but then they started a roller coaster the second half Ah. of the uh, year. It was between them, the Astros, and the Mariners out in that AL West. Yeah, uh, for it, and the Rangers ended up making the playoffs on the last day of the year. The uh, The Diamondbacks probably made the playoffs because Seiya Suzuki of the Cubs missed a routine fly ball against the Braves in the final week of the season. That's how that, that's that butterfly effect of how yeah. they made the, wow. uh, I mean, that's uh, the pretty, postseason.
3: That's a pretty deep analysis, but I can I that.
0: He dropped the fly ball. The Cubs lost. Uh, the Diamondbacks won. The Cubs didn't make... The, the Cubs went on a... Terrible losing streak after that, falling out of playoff contention, while the Diamondbacks won to to sneak in uh, the uh, the playoffs with a day left in the season. So yeah, it kind of uh, kind of was a nice little ripple down effect for them to get in, and now the first World Series since 2001 for them when Luis Gonzalez um, hit a Craig. hit a walk off uh, single off Mariano Rivera. He did. of the Yankees in Game Seven. By the way, so I've met Luis Gonzalez. This is like. Was it this season or last season? Luis Gonzalez now does broadcast, works for the Diamondbacks. I think he just fills in for them. He might do the Spanish broadcast or something, but I met him. I was I was hanging out with uh, before the game with Benji and Polo. Yep. And, uh, I thought they were
3: going to say Claves and Nick Ragon.
0: No, no, no. No, <laughs> this is Benji and Polo. And around the corner comes Luis Gonzalez. I think it was last year. And he's talking to us and everything. And I'm just sitting there the whole time, like, you know, they introduced me. We're just sitting there. And it was one of the times where I'm just, I I just don't say a word. And I just sit there and let let everybody else talk. Sure. And at one point, like he, he, so they were all talking Spanish. And then he stopped and apologized and then just kept going on with the conversation in English. Like, I was not involved in this conversation at all. But he was polite enough to continue on in English just so I didn't feel left out. I think he looked and he was like, this guy has no clue what's being said right now. I'll switch it up for him. But the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, oh, my God, this is Luis Gonzalez. He hit a walk-off base hit to win the World Series. Like, that's the thought going through my head as this is happening.
3: So the D-backs actually played the Cardinals in a Division Series game, in the Division Series that year. Yeah. And I had the best seats ever at the old Bush Stadium. Mm -hmm. Joe, it was in left field, but it was a very front row of left field, and the Cardinals had added a row, and there was no
0: wall. It was a fence. That's at the old bush. At the old bush, so uh, you're more towards left center because they had the big. They had like the.
3: That's correct. More towards left center, but yeah, but so you're overhanging just a little bit, and there's a fence instead of a wall, so you could see all the way down below you, Mm. and you get a full 360 degree perspective of Bush Stadium from the seat. Of course, this is before camera phones. Yeah, so you couldn't, you know. Way before any social media, so I couldn't post about it or even have a picture of it. But I'll never, ever forget that. I want to say it was game five of that series when the D backs won to go on to play the, uh, the NLCS.
0: I thought D backs had home field that series in the 2001 series
3: in the NLDS.
0: I thought they did.
3: I might be wrong. I could, it was 22 years ago. I could, right, very, well, yeah. I could very well be mistaken,
0: but that's still really cool. It was really, really cool. Yeah, that's, one, of my, one of my best baseball. Could have brought baseball. your disposable camera and taken a picture and then twisted. Could have. Click.
3: Just, that's what I did for 62 yeah. when I was there for 62.
0: Just one after the other, after the other, oh. after the other. Yeah. yeah. Just hoping to get that one swing. I caught it. Yeah. So, Edie, I got a problem, though, with, uh, with leading up to this World Series. Not with either of the teams, but I don't know if you saw this. Uh, old friend of the show. Uh, because he, we had him on as a guest twice, so when you're on as a guest twice, you're considered friend of the show. Absolutely, um, Chris Mad Dog Russo. Yes, yeah. Uh, very much likes to say your name, and, and then he will he will touch you as, he, as he's doing the inter- as he's doing the interview. He'll just consi- so just sit there and he'll touch you as, as you're as you're going as you're talking. Okay, okay. Joe, I'm telling you, and he'll yeah he'll do ah, that. Ah, Okay, uh huh. <clears throat> yeah. Are those talkers? Yeah. Um, Andy, so before before game six. He was on his radio show, Mad Dog Radio, and he said that if the Diamondbacks were to go into Philly and win game six and seven, he would retire on the spot. Wow. Tori Lavella!
3: This guy has a whole radio <clears throat> network named after him on yes. Sirius XM. Yes. Mad Dog Radio.
0: Correct. Andy, Diamondbacks went in there and won game six and game seven. <clears throat> He's still on the air. So what's, what's he going to do? So if you've followed this, he has since gone and kind of revised it. He, Howard Stern kind of helped him come up with other ideas of other things that they could do. Sure. And, you know, what, the, what the other options could be. Right. I'm not happy with that. <clears throat> I feel like it's one. Okay. I get it. He's making probably millions off of everything that he does. He's not going to retire. Okay. He said a big, stupid thing. He went too far. He said it you got to at least take the rest of the week off. <clears throat> I mean... You, can, Joe, you cannot show up for work Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. you got to take the rest of the week off.
3: Joe, when we get behind these microphones... Yeah. It's a persona. Yes. It's a show. Yes. It's entertainment. I'm not really this stupid.
0: <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> it's for the entertainment value and the, yes. sh- and the silliness of being the show. Right. When Mad Dog and, and Mad Dog Russo, who makes millions of dollars doing this, is probably very, very well aware of that. And so he said it as, you know, for something as shock value. He's not going to ask retire. But you're right. He should have come back on Thursday morning and said, I'm retiring. Right. Play a pre-recorded message. I'm retiring. And then somebody come up with a press release on Saturday morning being like, Mad Dog Russo back on the air Just on say, Monday. I'm back. It's a simple Jordan one. Just send the Jordan. I'm back. Send it, yeah, fax <laughs> it over to SiriusXM. I'm back. It's
0: Mike, Mike Francesa even, just did this, but he did it on purpose. Right. Even I mean, you could even go as to you could make this a big thing. I mean, he works on MLB Network. Correct. You could, he could have worked with the Diamondbacks for the Diamondbacks to say, you know, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we'll let you unretire. Something like that. Just have him right. do something for that. There is there was, there was a lot of not, not only— is is it ridiculous that he can't, didn't take a single day off? A lot of money left on the table, a lot of uh, a lot of clout left on the table that could ha- that he could have gone for. Yes, and he could have done something regarding that.
3: Yes, he he <clears throat> did not play it correctly. No,
0: not in the slightest. I I once said, and I I said hey, Andy, I said if the Rams left, I was going to leave. I was going to leave St. Louis. I was going to go get a job somewhere else. I tried. <laughs>
3: Joe, you just didn't send out enough demo reels.
0: I really, did. I mean, I had interviews in other markets. I just didn't get the jobs. Right? Yeah. Denver and Dallas and, and Fayetteville, Arkansas. They. I remember the Fayetteville thing. They,
3: that was almost that was, a, a sign sealed. Deli- that was that was sign yeah. sealed. Delivery. That
0: was a there was a verbal handshake agreement yeah. on that job. And that was going to be on the
3: Razorback Radio Network, wasn't it?
0: That was good. No, not the Razorback. Uh, it was just going to be on the. Uh, it was, was going to be a whole network. I Andy mean, I was going to be on the. I was going to be on the air in every single sports station in the entire state of Arkansas, talking Razorback sports. Was it the Razorback? So, what was the network? It was Bo Mattingly's network. Bo Mattingly. That's yeah. right. I think I still follow Bo on yeah. Twitter or X. Sorry. I and mean, the job, Andy. The, the job was agreed upon. Yeah, I remember the salary that. was agreed upon. Really? Oh, got that far? Yes. Huh? Yes. I drove back that day from Fayetteville, Arkansas. They put me up for a night. They yeah. put me up for a night. had a I two-day interview. This. Two-day interview process. They took me out for multiple meals. Yeah. And they, th- th- I was booking guests. I was. Did the you know, network was, ever even get off the ground? It, no, it was on the air. Oh, it was on the air. And it was well-established. Oh, I thought it was a new thing. No. This was well-established.
3: And then they ghosted you.
0: They ghosted me. It's
3: three Funny. weeks ghosted me old radio guy here in st Louis is JC Corcoran been on, been on the air for forty years yeah. he has a puts out a a, a daily podcast um, it's 30 thirty minutes usually it's a quick lesson it's, it's it's great if you like if you like his style he's a he's a great storyteller and a great interviewer but he's telling the story about how when he after they got after he, he got let go from K back in 2009 or so, that, it, and this was several years later, probably five or six years later, since one of the people, one of the head honches on one of the very large radio stations in St. Louis, took him out for like several meals and like nine hours of interviews and basically did everything except put a contract in his face and ghosted him.
0: It was a lot easier to ghost people back then, though. No, this is like 2014, 2015.
3: Oh, oh. yeah, it's only like five or six. Yeah, five or six years later. Man, yeah. So even the big guys get ghosted. Right, the guys with you know with 50 years
0: of experience now get ghosted. Yeah.
3: that's I remember that. Mm-hmm.
0: I tried, like I said, I tried, I tried to live up to my end of the deal. Nobody would take me.
3: That would have ended my radio
0: career, Joe. I, you would have. You would have found no. You still would have been the voice of the morning after for years to come. Uh, after that, probably. Yeah, probably. You would have found a way. I had a good thing going for a yeah. little while. You got the CNC uh,
3: golf. Oh yeah, my club. CNC golf factory. Yeah. yeah. I would not. I don't know if I would have gotten in, 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 involved as much as podcasting, um, as I am. If you, I don't know what,
0: what kind of ripple effect that would have had. Talk about, right. butterf- talk about butterfly effect, right? How that, how, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. Well, no, I, I don't think you would have. No, <laughs> no. The, the relationship with bootlegging is one that I, I found. I don't think... Uh, right. Yeah. I, I don't know if you would have uh, possibly, uh, possibly done that.
3: No, probably not.
0: Andy, maybe, maybe what you could have done was uh, head to Dubai and done baseball broadcasting out there. You've, you've texted me a few times about this. Yes. Andy, so uh, Dubai out there in, uh, well, that's, uh, Dubai is in, uh, what, what's the United name? Arab Emirates. Yeah, they got a lot of money out there. A lot. They, uh, Earl. the live, live golf tour.
2: That, that the Saudis that, or that's United? Saudis. Oh,
0: okay. Sorry. It's fine. United Arab Emirates also have though. They, they got a lot of money out there. Yes, they do. Andy, they are starting baseball United, a new baseball league out in Dubai. Andy, they had a draft on Monday. I was going to save this for crack slippers, but I figure we're talking baseball. I might as well bring it up. Andy, the first overall pick, Karan Patel. He was a seventh-round pick in 2019 for the Chicago White Sox, also notably known as the first Indian uh, player of Indian descent drafted to uh, Major League Baseball. I don't know if it was he was one of the million-dollar arms. Was that... Remember the movie? The Ooh, I do remember that. One Rock, of those guys maybe? is in WWE now. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. Yeah. So this guy, uh, Karan Patel. Karan Patel. Um, as, uh, as, as I look here. Oh, I don't think that's going to show up for me on that one. Here you go. Karan Patel, baseball player. Doesn't say on here. I'd have to have to dig into it. But yeah, it's um, oh God. I'm trying to think what the uh, what the wrestler's name is. Uh, um, I'm gonna find it on here. Figure out a way to stall while I'm doing this, Andy. Ah. You put me on the spot, Joe. So I can't just I come I up did. with anything. That's okay. I'm gonna type. I'm gonna Google. I'm gonna Google Indian WWE baseball player, and I have uh, I have found it. It's Veer Mahan. Veer Mahan, Veer Mahan. Okay, is uh, yeah he was the uh, he was the first Indian player to play professional baseball. The movie was million yeah million dollar arm was the uh, was the name of the movie. No, this was uh, him and Dinesh Patel. Okay, Dinesh Patel, Dinesh not, Patel. Uh, yeah, not uh, okay Patel. So he was the first overall pick. Yes, he was the first overall pick. All right, in the draft, uh, there are names though that you would recognize Don Mattingly not Don Mattingly George no. Brett uh George Brett no also not him Brett Saberhagen nope you're going way too far back oh I see. Yeah, you're going way too far back Andy how about don't you know Robinson Cano oh I do know Robinson yeah. Cano now would it, but be a wait, hall of a famer but if hang on a minute. all the uh suspensions
3: but hang on a minute <laughs> yeah that's not too far back didn't Robinson Cano play major league baseball starting like 2004 Robinson
0: Cano was on a major league roster in 2023
3: he was yes. Joe is just like the live golf baseball. Uh, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are they trying to put major league they, baseball? I don't, I don't think.
0: I don't think uh, they're going to come to any kind of agreement with him. It's, yeah, is major league baseball and and this league? What's it called? What's the league called? The uh, United. I keep losing it when I go away. Um, which, by the way, he played in 2022. He played for the Braves in 2022. Okay. He was on rosters in 2023, never made it to the big leagues. Okay. Jumped around uh, quite a bit this, uh, See, this He's past got year. to be 40 years old. He is 41. Turned what 41 just the other day, October 22nd. That's what I figured.
3: Okay. So is this league going to have to com- like, com- like join up with Major League Baseball? I, I doubt it. Okay. I have more names, though. Cool. I like it. I'm going to guess more names. Dale Murphy. No, no, no. Robin Young. How about this? Third person
0: drafted overall. Yep. Didi Gregorius. Oh, wow. Also last played in the majors in 2022. Okay. He was drafted to the Dubai Wolves. Ah.
3: Boy, watch yeah. out for them
0: this year. Yeah. The Mumbai Cobras, uh, they were who drafted Karan Patel. Andy, also drafted. I mentioned Robinson Cano. How about Andralton Simmons? Who did he last play with, Joe? I don't know who he last played with, but he was a four-time Gold Glove winner. And I believe he was just in the World Baseball Classic. Joe, what was the name of the the Cobras? Where were they from? Globo Gym? Globo Gym Cobras? Yes. Yes. With uh, White uh, Goodman. White Goodman. Yeah. (laughs) How about this name? Bartolo Colon. Oh, wow. Yeah, now, now he's fifty years old, Joe. I got another one for you. Okay. Tsunami. Really? Yep. <laughs> Carlos Martinez yeah, was drafted to this uh to this league. Yeah. Is he on the Cobras? Yeah. With White Goodman. Mm-hmm. It says here that more than a few uh, notable names um, uh, were uh, – it said, yeah, more than a few notable names. MLB Hall of Famers, uh, a few others were also in. It says in on the action. I don't know what it means by saying in on the action. So I'm worried that if these players don't report to their teams that they might get beheaded. Yeah. Oh, they were investors. Here are investors in this, it says. Oh, okay. Barry Larkin, okay. Mariano Rivera, Adrian Beltre. Dude, they're trying to get that live golf money. I don't know how they will plan on doing this. I don't know either. League will start uh, an all-star showcase uh, November 24th and 25th. Teams played in the United States or in Dubai? Th- these will be at the Dubai International Stadium. Okay. There's only four teams in the league right now. The and Wolves. Either, I, know, Dubai, I know two of them. The, the Wolves. Dubai and the Wolves. Yep. The Mumbai Cobras. Yep. The Karachi Monarchs. Okay. And the Abu Dhabi Falcons. So why'd they pick, like, American... Names I don't know Why
3: didn't they go I don't I don't know of any Like Animals And like who, How come like, like, the, the, And I do not mean Any offense by this Dubai camels There's, there's camels Right In in, in, in UAE Right Bengal tigers Maybe Bengal those, No those Those oh. aren't Those aren't there No No they're, they're in They're in Bengal Oh okay Yeah I don't think there are any tigers I don't know of any uh, Or like What about like The uh,
0: Yeah The Mumbai desert lizards Again, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. Have the end. They've. Yeah. They partnered the Pakistani Federation Baseball to organize the uh, West Asian edition of the Asian Baseball Cup. So uh, there you go. Just some names of notes. Interesting, um, Joe. Of uh, who all is involved in uh, in this, and who all will be involved in this uh, for uh, for years to come. No, no word yet on any other on any more teams. That'll be thrown into the uh, mix in years to come, but you know, we, all you got you just need that one big name to jump first. The New York Mets. You see that one big name to jump first, right? Pretty Phil Mickelson. Yeah, <laughs> one I, big name. You get that, and then you you go from there. Hey, uh, by the way, so we're, we're over there in that area, but, and so this since we're in this region of the world, the Middle East, um, just not not the Western Hemisphere.
3: Okay, not the Western Hemisphere. <laughs> ah. This Joe, is my transition into this. Joe, it's like when we take deliveries to Atlanta, and there's yeah. something going on and like something going on in Philadelphia. Some of my will say, "Hey, you're going to Atlanta. Why don't you
0: swing by Philadelphia yeah. on
3: the way home because you know it's on the East Coast."
0: I um, I, I, I fell down a rabbit hole of uh, of burgers on Instagram. Oh. And found just a bunch of delicious-looking burgers, and I looked at where it was from the other day. Yeah. And uh, it was in Australia. Ah. Yeah. I was very upset with this because the burger, Andy, as I'm showing you, looks very delicious. <clears throat> oh, yeah. That's right up your alley with yeah. eggs and stuff on it. Yeah. But it's uh, call, it was from an account called the Brisbane Burger Quest. Andy, I have zero interest in going to Australia. Really? None? <clears throat> I saw a video last week. Yeah. Of a kangaroo trying yes. to drown a dog. Saw this. Okay, so you're familiar with this. Saw this. Okay. So maybe maybe our listeners also have seen this. Yeah. I like I like that we started off with you you being aware of this. So if yes. you've seen the video, the guy goes into this body of water. Yes. Up to a kangaroo that's standing there with his paws hooves paws, paws. wrapped around the neck of a dog. Yeah. Not not submersing it, but you could tell had been pushing it underwater. Andy, this kangaroo looked like it just got done doing 25 years in the joint.
3: Yeah. Some of those kangaroos are scary looking, this man. This thing
0: was jacked. I don't
3: know how they get so jacked.
0: And then it goes and it takes a swing at the guy. The guy Look saves that. his dog and the kangaroo continues to just stand there. Yeah. Just like. It was unbelievable. We, we got We got beef. We beefing? I mean, that thing could just stand on its tail and just kick you out of the country. I mean, it could, it could obliterate your ass. Yes, you know what? Kangaroos are in Australia. Oh, I'm going to guess about. Uh, I'm going to go half a mil. Andy, in in uh, in Australia, you said half a mil. Yeah, five hundred thousand. Red kangaroos. In Australia, eleven point five million. Shut up. Western gray ones; those are, I think, those are the more jacked ones. I believe. Yes. Two point three million. That's not the amount of dogs. Yeah. Huh. Yep. Wow. So there. Yeah. I mean, you're bound to run into one if you go out there. Without question. And then it's just going to end your life. It's going to kill you. How many deaths by kangaroos do you think there are a year? Oh, knowing that there's 11. Wow. I th- typed in the word DEA, and Google has already spelled out deaths by kangaroos per year. It knew where we were going with that. hate it. It knew where we were going.
3: Andy. With 13 million kangaroos or 14 million kangaroos, Joe.
0: Mm-hmm. Death by kangaroo. I'm going to go there's 10. Between 2001, this, is, this article, Andy, from 2015, from 2001 to 2007, an average of 30 people died in Australia each year in animal-related incidents. Okay. Andy, kangaroos on the list. As I'm going through here, uh, 18 deaths a year caused by wow. kangaroos. Boy, I'm really not good at guessing today, Joe. I would have guessed so many more. I would have guessed a lot more. Yeah. Cows and bulls cause 33 deaths a year. Kangaroos only 18. Maybe that's just because people are watching out for them. Right.
3: They yeah, got eyes. You're not
0: really going to yeah. see. If you
3: see a kangaroo coming, you're going to get away from it. Right. But if you see a like, walk by a cow, it's yeah. like kick, uh, just kick you in the back of the head and you're done.
0: Exactly. Like, you see that, you go, oh, nice, cow. You're a cute hey, little hey, cow. Mo- hey, Moo Cow. And Hello. then just kicks you in the back of the head.
3: Hello, Moo Cow friend. And you. I am not your friend. I'm going to kill you with yeah. my hoof.
0: Uh, Andy, let's take a break. Uh, when we come right. back, we will have RJ Choppy. And then after RJ Choppy, we will have... Oh, look, we're going to have our good friend. My goodness. My goodness. Kyle Green. Hey! Speak of the devil. Look at that! we we got matching hats. City we twins. got Hey, City we, twins. Look at us! Look at us with our STL City SC hats, Andy.
3: You guys are handsome twins. <laughs> I'm
0: the fatter of the two. Hey, they have playoffs he this used week. To be hey, fat. They have playoffs this uh, this I weekend. I know they I do. Game one starts at midnight. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> 9 p.m. 3:30 in the morning. they wanted the least amount of people to see it and yeah. to be as not unkid friendly as possible. 3:30 in
1: the morning,
0: West Coast. Time. Yeah, Joe, it's tradition. I know it's tradition. dude. I, it. I, I really, I wish, I wish Kyle would have texted me back earlier. As I say, this loud enough for him to hear, which I don't. He think didn't he text can you back. You right
3: should, you should verbally berate right. him on the air right now,
0: Kyle. I do need Kyle to come back here. I, no, I'm saying I wish if you would have texted me back earlier to tell me that you were coming up here, I would have saved our last topic for you, which we were talking about: how many deaths per year do you think are caused by kangaroos in the country of Australia? Sixteen. Eighteen. A good guess.
3: Really good guess. That's
0: a really, really good guess. I've seen those things fucking punch people before. I know what's up. <laughs> There's that explicit tag, Joe. I gotta put the E on it. We've been so careful. So We've careful. Been so careful for the last how many minutes are we on right 45. now? Forty five. Forty-five minutes. <laughs> That's way too much work on my end to go through and edit it. It's much easier to just throw the E on the episode. <laughs> All right, hey, let's take a break. RJ Toppy, Mike Bauer, they are coming up next. They're going to talk World Series with us right here on Weekend Joe. Driven by Munganat St. Louis Toyota here on Online. You're listening to Weekend Joe here on ClavesOnline.com, sponsored by Collinsville Auto Body. Collinsville Auto Body is at 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville, and hey, they will work with most insurance providers to get you back on the road fast. If you're in a collision with a deer or anything else, uh, Collinsville Auto Body will help you out, as I can speak to from past experience. Plus, I've known the family that's owned Collinsville Auto Body for at least, the past 20 years now, maybe even longer, and I can tell you that it's good people doing great work at Collinsville Auto Body, 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville, another fine sponsor here of Weekend Joe. Back here on Weekend Joe on Klabe's Online, driven by Munganath St. Louis Acura, Munganath Alton Toyota and uh, World Series starting Friday night, so figured we'd uh, head on down to Lone Star State, talk a little Rangers in the World Series with our friend from uh, 105.3 The Fan. He is R.J. Choppy. What's going on, R.J.? How are you doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing all right. I don't have a team in the World Series, though. I didn't even have a team in the playoffs this uh, this year, so <laughs> I <laughs> I got to ask you, what's uh, what what is it like right now down in the Dallas Fort Worth area with uh, Rangers fever,
2: it's pretty high. It's pretty high, and uh, you know that's this has always been a um, a decent baseball town. I know Josh Hamilton disagrees uh, with that. He said it's not the best baseball town, but it, it always has been pretty good. You know, it's not your traditional St. Louis, New York, Boston, Philadelphia not not even Philly but you know St. Louis, Boston, New York type places. But you know they've got a, they've got a strong following here. Um, it's obviously better when they're winning and it's really, really taken over. Uh, we are trying to get tickets for game one, game two. Uh, they were sold out in minutes, seconds, even it's just, it, it, there's a, there's a lot of fever.
0: That's, uh, yeah, that, that's crazy. And and figured, you know, you, you'd even have contacts for it to hear you say that is, uh, is, is a little shocking just knowing how, uh, long you've been around doing this because you you did have ALC did you go to all the ALCS games there in town
2: uh no I went to to game three was it three I think it was game three I can't remember I was I was so drunk um (laughs) yeah I went to one of them uh and I went to game three of the Baltimore series as well um but you know I, I went as a fan I didn't go I didn't take a press pass uh I just got you know buddy got tickets and uh you know, both times I, I got t- I was able to score tickets. So it's uh it's fun. You know, it it's good. Um the the, the new stadium is first first playoff series, first playoff year in the new stadium. Um it's not I, I think the old one had a little bit more um energy in it at times. Um just because you know older stadiums generally do that. But this this was this was fun.
0: Not the first World Series though in this stadium. Oh. Yeah,
2: first I know the, that's, that's it's a fun little, it's a, <laughs> yeah, it's a
0: fun little trivia, uh, note though, with, uh, the 2020 world series being down there for that year. Uh, this, this team as a whole last year, didn't go the way they wanted it to. They went out, they spent the money and brought in Marcus Simeon, Corey Seeger, and things didn't go exactly according to plan last year. So they go out, they spend even more money this year. They get Jacob Degrom. And then he doesn't even throw a pitch for them in the regular season, but yet here we are. What clicked this year to, to get them even into the postseason compared to last year?
2: Well, a lot of the young guys hit their ceiling. You know, Josh Young did. I mean, he was in line to be rookie of the year for a portion of the season, and Gunnar Henderson really kind of took over. Jonah Heim uh, progressed. Later in the season, Evan Carter came up, and he kind of really – he really showed the talent that he has. You know, Leody Tavares started playing well. Nathaniel Lowe is consistent. Simeon and Seager, Uh, you know, Simeon was healthy all year and played well. Seager was healthier uh, than, than he had been, but he also played very, very well. I mean, he had an MVP-type season. And then, you know, um, like Nathan Avaldi pitched like a Cy Young candidate for half the year. Um, you had Jake DeGrom pitch, you know, what, six starts, something like that. Um, and then he was done, he was done before the end of April, never saw him again. Um, and then, you know, Jordan Montgomery, they trade for him. John Gray was decent for start of the year. Uh, it it was, they had a lot of things come together. They really did. And then, you know, you, you bring in Bruce Bochy and I I think he's just a common influence. I don't know what the manager really can do anymore in Major League Baseball. They don't have; it's not like football where they can impact the game with a with a game plan. Um, they're just they're just better. He just gives a common influence. And then uh, absolutely, Mike Maddox, the pitching coach, he sets as good of a game plan for hitters as anybody in the game. Yeah.
0: By the way, I, yeah, you you mentioned Degrom starting this year. I really I thought he hurt himself all the way back in spring training. I I didn't even realize that he pitched for the actual team. This oh, uh, this year, I thought that was something that happened back in February or March. So he, he I guess I'm thinking the past past the Grom seasons where, yeah. where he gets
2: <laughs> yeah, he did get hurt in spring training, um, and that pushed him back to the point where his first start was going to be like you know not quite a, you know close to 100 pitches, but um, and he wasn't very good his first start. But he gave up four runs like, in the first inning of his first start. Uh, but then he, you know he settled down. He pitched really really well for a couple of starts and then. He had an issue in Kansas City, and then he left the Yankee game And like, the last couple of days of April. I think it was, like, April 28th or 9th uh, here here at uh, at the Globe, and they said it was forearm tightness. I knew right away what the hell that meant. Yep. I know what forearm tightness means. Forearm tightness does not mean your forearm. That means you've got another issue closer to the elbow, and it was a couple of months later. It was announced.
0: That means we'll see you in about 18 months. Uh, Yeah. So two names you mentioned there, Mike Maddox, former pitching coach of the Cardinals, and then Jordan Montgomery. I will tell you this. I, back in January, February, when the Cardinals were kind of done making moves and we knew what their pitching staff was going to be for the 23 season, I sat here and I said many times that Jordan Montgomery was going to be the ace of the staff. I knew he had the stuff to be the ace of the staff of the Cardinals. And the season just did not go according to plan for uh, here in St. Louis. So they end up trading him at the deadline. And he has been the ace of your Rangers staff for the uh, for the last month now of the for the postseason. And he's been really solid since he came over. It it has been a lot of fun to watch him pitch on national TV, knowing that the stuff was there, that it was that the, the that everything was there. Just for some reason, we didn't see it turn into wins here in St. Louis.
2: Uh you, dude, it, he he is fantastic. Um he's pitched in big games before. You know, he's been with the Yankees, he's been with the Cardinals. I don't know why the Yankees gave him up. That made no sense to me. Uh he, he I always liked him as a pitcher. Um, but he has been fantastic. And you know, his style of pitching is very kind of different than what you see around the sport now. I mean, the the sport is enamored with the strikeout, they're enamored with FIP and and, and batting average on balls and play and they're 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 ena- they're enamored with missing bats. He doesn't really miss bats, man. He doesn't. I mean, he will allow some contact. Now he'll, he'll he'll miss a few, but he will allow some contact. And uh, that's not what the uh, what the, the the powers that be in the sport, uh, the 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 Harvard graduates really are looking for. But he he makes it work. He does. This is kind of the way he pitches. He's a good pitcher. He, he throws a lot of strikes. He keeps guys off balance. He's a smart guy. He's a smart pitcher.
0: No, the pit I mean the the pitch clock was not made for Jordan Montgomery. That rule was not put in place because of uh because of pitchers like him. He gets the ball, he throws it. The one thing that always jumped out at me, no real windup too for a starter. He just kind of goes there from the set position and just kind of gets after it and now we'll see him pitching in the World Series here this uh this coming weekend and into next week. So you you there you are you're the morning show host down there in Dallas. Everybody knows that when it comes to Dallas sports Cowboys are number 1. So how how much balance is there right now on your morning show with Rangers with Cowboys football and, and everything else going on? How how do you keep the uh how do you keep the people happy?
2: You know, we uh we had Jerry on yesterday. We have Jerry on every Tuesday at 8:30 on our show. That was the only Cowboys segment we did yesterday was Jerry. Um wow. And that was the day after game seven, so that played a role in it. But, you know, today uh, we did maybe two Cowboys segments. We do four and a half hours. I think we did two Cowboys segments today in the four and a half hours. Um, uh, we maybe did one Maverick segment because they have their opener tonight. Um, and then the rest was either Rangers or fun. Is that mm-hmm. it? Is that it?
0: Are they, is the station going to send you to Phoenix for any of the games? Uh, have, have you worked that out yet? Have you? <laughs> yeah, you you know how much I like traveling and doing stuff like that. So I look for any excuse to to move at any point. If I can find people to pay for it, even better. So you you know.
2: <laughs> oh man! Give me a second. Oh, that was, was... good. <laughs> No, we're not going to. If I go to Phoenix, it's because somebody invited me on their PJ. That's that's how I'm going to Phoenix, man. There's, there's a, that, that radio that station, they sent me to Phoenix. <laughs> well, hopefully, I'm you lucky fi- they sent me to Arlington. I was going to say,
0: hopefully, you could find a way into uh, game one or game two this weekend. And uh, and see it there in person. That's that's one of the things on my bucket list. I still have never been to a World Series game. That's uh, that's one of the big ones yeah. left for uh, for me. Hey, you're, it's your fault for not getting credentials for it. Hey, you you should have uh, you should have thought of that ahead of time too, and okay. had some confidence in them.
2: I uh, I got credential for the division series. Um, we had a mix up with the ALCS. We're supposed to get them. I think we're going to get them for uh, the World Series, but you know i don't know i i don't want to go i i I went to three i went to three of the games in 2020 uh i went to game one game three and the clincher uh so i went to three games in 2020 so i've been to a world series i've never been a world series that had you know more than 11,200 fans in it
0: yeah that had to have been weird just being there in, in that scenario not having a home team that that's That's one you're going to tell people about, but it's not one that, yeah, that's a weird one to be to, to be at
2: the amount of air high fives. I what Dodger fans do
0: (laughs) crazy. Well, uh, well, chop, I know it didn't work out for you guys in 2011 when you were in the world series, you came close, uh, but it just, uh, it didn't quite work out for you in, uh, in that one. Uh, And since David freeze and the Cardinals aren't in this one, I'm wishing you the best of luck here over the next uh, next ten days.
2: Well, you know, I think we're going to need. This is a, good te- a good team. I think Arizona is a good team. I was, you know, I I wanted the big time, sexy matchup against Philly, and then you know, I see Arizona. I was doing a little research today, and I'm like, man, you know what? This team, they're not too bad. They really aren't. They got a little scrappy act, you know, action to them. So we'll see what they got.
0: The ratings aren't going to be the greatest, but still, I, I, locally for you, that's not something you guys care about with the tv ratings nationally so you just want to see a team in a parade i'm sure
2: that's it i mean now we care I, I i don't want this to be i don't want the rangers to be associated with the lowest rated world series yeah i don't want that so i i i want it uh it, you know in order for it to be you know not the lowest rated it probably has to go to seven
0: good point yeah i that's yeah, I I would have to think. I'm trying to think back into recent years. What would have been Tampa, lower? Philly.
2: Tampa, Philly was always known as the lowest rated one, right? Was it okay?
0: I was thinking Giants, Kansas City. Was that was
2: that a that was a world? Yeah, it was 2015
0: around there. Yeah, that that couldn't have been that great of uh, ratings for that one. So, whatever one, uh, Tampa. Yeah, Tampa or though. Yeah trying to think of some other ones but i'm sure that, that you know what yeah it'll go a few games it'll be fun it'll have its moments and uh you guys will you guys will do just fine in it and then you can you have your little parade and get back to talking cowboys football chop so there hopefully go, uh brother. yeah hopefully i'll see you in vegas here in a few months and uh we can talk about it more then we will be there all right that's rj choppy 105.3 the fan in dallas here on claves online
1: says here that Graybar is a distributor?
0: Yeah, we support electrical and data comm projects all over the country.
1: So you can get me the products I need, where and when I need them? Yeah, thanks to our National
4: Logistics Network.
1: Any industry? Yeah, construction, industrial plants, schools, hospitals. So you could say Graybar is much more than a distributor.
4: Yeah, you could say that. When you need a hand powering, connecting, or maintaining your operations, join the thousands of professionals who rely on Graybar to help keep them up and running. Yeah, Graybar does that.
0: Welcome back in to Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota here on Klaibsonline.com. As we continue on with our World Series preview, did Rangers in the last segment. So now we got to give equal time. Uh, it's time to talk a little Diamondbacks. And we welcome on my friend from Fox Sports 910 in Phoenix. Also, he is the Todd Thomas of the Arizona Diamondbacks. He is Mike Bauer and he
4: joins us now. What's going on, man? How are you? Uh, I'm doing well, and uh, it is World Series madness. First time that 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 we here in Arizona have experienced this since, uh, you know, uh, uh, 22 years ago, back in 2001. And uh, you know, the 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 Dbacks are now undefeated in Game Sevens, Game Seven of the World Series in 2001, and uh, and and of course, uh, winning in Philadelphia to make it to this World Series. Those so, are uh, the only yeah. two. Just those, I, those are- I think so at least they're the last two there might be some yeah. before that <laughs> but those are the last two 2001 <laughs> game seven here in arizona against the yankees uh, obviously uh, that was a very very uh, you know heavy heavy world series for everybody in the country um uh, but you know for for arizona it's it's it, as of as of right now is the greatest moment in arizona professional sports history and then uh, and then going on the road to Philadelphia, you know, tough place to play, crazy crowds, and you know, after after losing game two, as as much you know, as as, as much as you know, smack that Philly was talking to be able to come back and win that series was very sweet uh, for everybody in Arizona for the faithful here in Arizona.
0: Give me an idea of what the what the vibe is like now in Phoenix, because I, I mean, honestly, I think all all people in St. Louis when they when the Cardinals go out to Arizona and play the Diamondbacks during the year. It does seem like there are a lot of Cardinal fans in the crowd for those games. It's never really filled at uh, at Chase Field. So when it is when you guys are this deep now in the playoffs and, you know, you, you got a good Suns team there. Like, give me the idea of like what how
4: just into it everybody is right now. Well, you know, I mean, for the longest amount of time, this has been you know, the, the the Phoenix Suns are the the longest tenured organization, right? The long, Phoenix Suns have been here the longest amount of time. They started back in 1968 as an expansion team. Jerry Colangelo, you know, builds that team essentially out of nowhere, uh, and so this is, in terms of the math, it's 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 the you know it's a suns town. But man, you know, the Arizona Diamondbacks come onto the scene in 1998, which in terms of the other teams in town, it's the the youngest team. The Coyotes were, uh, you know, moved down from Winnipeg here a few years before that. And uh, the Cardinals moved from St. Louis to Arizona back in 1988. So, you know, the Arizona Diamondbacks are kind of the, you know, the babies on the block in terms of that fan, you know, you know, generational fans and I mean, St. Louis, you know, oftentimes, you know, is referred to as you know the best baseball fans in the country, and one of the reasons why is because your grandma, your grandpa, they were fans. Their parents were probably fans. They grew up. There's generations and generations, and you know, I say this to you know, I I, I say this to people, you know, every every year, every season, my favorite thing that I see at the ballpark, uh, aside from World Series games, which is pretty cool, but my favorite thing I see every year is I see I see a mom, I see a dad, you know, somebody of an older generation and they're wearing, maybe it's a Cardinals Jersey. Maybe it's a Cubs Jersey. A lot of Cubs fans out here, spring training for years. There's tons of Cubs fans here. There's a lot of Dodgers fans here because before the Diamondbacks, people in Arizona grew up listening to Vin Scully on the radio before there was a team here. There's a lot of Giants fans. They had spring training here. They had a triple A team here for years before the Diamondbacks existed but I always love seeing that older generation and they're wearing that Cubs Cardinals, Giants, Dodgers Jersey, but their kid, their little brother, the little sister, whoever it is, hand in hand walking down the concourse at chase field, that kid's wearing a D-backs Jersey. So we're building those generational fans. Um, But yeah, you know, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. When the Cardinals are here, there's a lot of people that heck, there's a lot of Diamondbacks fans that are wearing, you know, half and half Goldschmidt jerseys. <laughs> hey, that's our guy, you know? So, um, you know, it is, it is the kind of thing that generationally, you know, we're, 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 we're still building there. We've only been around, this is our 25th year of existence. You know, the team has a special patch for 25 years. You think about that compared to some of the other teams. And like I mentioned, you know, your grandma and your grandpa, and you know, generations further past that grew up fans. So we're starting to build that. So, you know, when, uh, uh, when when the Cardinals come out, obviously there's a there, there's a lot of Cardinals fans that you know put on that Cardinals jersey for that one game or that one series, and then you know, usually they go back to wearing their D-backs jersey the rest of the season, which is nice.
0: I, I'm glad you brought up the, the Paul Goldschmidt uh, because it, it, you know this the, the turnaround that that we have seen these Diamondbacks make. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't that long ago. I mean, we're we're talking five years ago when they traded away Paul Goldschmidt to, to bring guys in. And, you know, that's when you think, God, it's not going to get worse. You know, best, one of the best players, probably homegrown, best homegrown player, probably in Diamondbacks history. You'd have to say, right? And Paul uh, Goldschmidt and you trade him away. And just five years later, OK, you know, now, now that kind of also teaches fans. It's not going to be bad forever when you do have to trade away. Uh, you know a once in a lifetime talent like that possibly
4: yeah you know when uh, and, and i'm just going off the top of my head it was luke weaver it was carson kelly and th- there were some other pieces as well in that trade. andy young
0: um, i have yeah i have it up here too andy young and a you uh, competit- yeah and a, and a draft pick a, a round b
4: draft pick so um which ended up turning into dominic fletcher uh i believe who, who was um, you know who's you know not not uh you know, it, it, not on the roster, you know, not, hasn't been an impact player, but Carson Kelly was released middle of the season um, in large part due to the, you know, to the emergence of, of Gabby Moreno, young catcher. He's a, you know, was actually acquired in a, in a trade before the season. Luke Weaver hasn't been on the team for a while, Um, you know, but actually for the Arizona Diamondbacks, like the, the, the Paul Goldschmidt trade in terms of, piece for piece did not work out for the D-backs. You know, Paul Goldschmidt, uh, obviously, thankfully, finally we thought he was more than deserving a couple seasons here, but finally won his MVP last season in St. Louis, well-deserving. But that trade piece for piece didn't really work out for the Dimebacks. Those players didn't pan out. Weaver battled injuries. Carson Kelly battled injuries, was a great leader on this team. But then before the season, the Dimebacks traded Dalton Varsho, who was part of a very crowded outfield with a handful of lefty bats as well. Uh, it, they traded him. He was a fan favorite. I had fans asking, you know, lamenting that trade, man, we're going to miss Dalton Varsho. I'm saying, you know, at the time, m- beginning of the season, I was like, hey, look, me too. I'm going to miss him as well. We're all going to miss him. He was a very good player, fan favorite here, but The D-backs got back a a major league outfielder, position for position in Lourdes Gurriel Jr. And then you also got an exciting young catcher, Gabby Moreno, who's been one of the most important pieces of this run for the Diamondbacks, and that trade really worked out well. And then another Mike Hazen move at the deadline. You know, Anybody who was watching uh, Game 7 the other day saw Paul Seawald shut it down at the end of the game and silence those Philly faithful at Citizens Bank. And Paul Seawald was a was a, a a you know deadline deal for Mike Hazen and this front office that you know the Arizona Diamondbacks it didn't work out for the Goldie trade and there's still a lot of Goldie jerseys at Chase Field. He is m- well loved. Uh but the the trades that did work out piece for piece are paying off this season. And that's I mean that you know just
0: being a, a fan of baseball when you see the things like the Paul Seawald because you you and I were talking about it uh, I think before we even went on the air. Like you you look at what the odds were of, of this and just kind of where things were back in July. I mean, what was it a nine game losing streak that the diamondbacks had after the trade deadline? And and you're thinking, what are they doing with some of these moves? And now you actually see it happen in the postseason. Like, you know, there's, there's 30 teams in baseball. So these moves aren't going to (laughs) work out for all, all 30 teams and all 30 teams aren't going to be able to say, Hey, that trade worked out for us. But, you know, in the cases where it does, you look at it and you love to see it. I mean, the Rangers last year probably thought, what the hell are we doing Send, spending all this money on Marcus Simeon and Corey Seeger when we can't make the playoffs? And now you look at it, and you go, oh, OK, it worked out like it's, you know, just a, a matter of just having some patience with, uh, with with some of these teams. And you know, you mentioned those, those little trades right there. I, I just I, I remember opening weekend of the opening week of the season when the Blue Jays were in town. And you're looking at that and you're going, God, why did the Diamondbacks trade this guy to the Blue Jays? And now, look, it makes sense months later. It's, these, this is why GMs get extensions and stay for a long time or why they get fired in some cases, too. I mean, yeah. it, it really, it, it, in all honesty, it still seems like it's a crapshoot when you look at it.
4: <laughs> yeah. It, you know, And you mentioned GMs getting extensions. Mike Hazen just got an extension. Uh, you know for for the Arizona Diamondbacks and if you take a look at it you mentioned you know teams going out spending and and the cardinals has been a team that 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 spends more than the Arizona Diamondbacks you know uh, not not up there necessarily with the Yankees and the and the Mets recently or the Dodgers and the, what the Padres have done but the Rangers payroll is 200, 251 million the D-backs are 119 million Team and that includes, in part, some of the Madison Bumgarner contract that was the largest on his team at the beginning of the year. It includes a uh, you know a, a preseason contract extension given to a very young future Rookie of the Year in Corbin Carroll. Um, you know the Arizona Diamondbacks have gone through a Brewers team that uh, you know that spent a lot of money. They've gone through a Dodgers team swept the Dodgers in the DS that is you know one of the top payrolls in baseball history. And then also Philly, who went out and I mean, heck, they signed Trey Turner that gave him a monster deal, you know, at the beginning of the season, you know, or, or before the season, and obviously have just you know monster marquee names in their lineup. And the D-backs ended up winning that. Uh, you mentioned some of the odds. The the Rangers, by the way, uh, the day before the season started, fifty to one for the Rangers, right? Okay, that makes sense. You know, they've got a lot of a lot of you know a lot of high paid talent on the team. The Diamondbacks, 125-1. to 1. These teams, and I'm sure everybody's seen these stats all over the place, but both of these teams lost 100 games two years ago. The Rangers lost 102 games. The Diamondbacks lost 110 games and missed out on the number one overall pick, who was Jackson Holiday, went to the, the Orioles, by a game on the last day of the season. That's that's how bad it was a couple years ago. Is It literally came down to the last day of the season, and the D-backs you know, there was a lot of fans that were kind of hoping that we would lose on the last day of the season to lock up the number one pick. And, you know, eventually, you know, we ended up drafting Drew Jones, who's in, not here yet, but he'll be here soon. Uh, but yeah, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, it, it was 110 losses a couple of years ago and 102. And both of these teams have bounced back in very different ways in terms of, you know, developing talent, young players, um, you know, uh, the the bullpen coming together after, having the failures they did in the month of July when the D backs went from first to out of the playoff picture. And now the bullpen is one of the best in baseball over the last couple months. So, um, yeah, th- this, th- this is going to be a fun, series. fun yeah, series. You mentioned that
0: the, uh, the Orioles too losing on the, uh, the last day or the Orioles <laughs> winning that, uh, that, and they they had the best record in the American league th- this past year. So yeah. neither, neither Jackson holiday or drew Jones, have made their debuts with these teams that were so bad 2 years ago and, and now that's that's what these two organizations have to look forward to in the uh the years to come it's uh the rich the rich get richer now for uh for these teams that were the laughing stock of their leagues just a uh, just a couple of seasons uh ago talk talk to me about when we're talking prospects here the uh the eventual NL rookie of the year Corbin Carroll what, what is a ceiling for a guy like this that's, that's already leading off and, and playing every day for, for the Diamondbacks? I mean,
4: w- how good is this guy going to be? So I want to go back to Corbin's MLB debut because I will never forget this. His, his first MLB game, the Arizona Diamondbacks were uh, coincidentally playing the Phillies. At Chase Field. I actually I broke this out. I broke this stat out the other day. I was I was hosting one of the uh you know the, the viewing parties for 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 one of the games against the Phillies, and it was the game in which the D backs we were getting our butts kicked on the road. It was that game two game. The D-Backs were down like seven-nothing. And so, you know, the crowds, crowds a little bummed. And so I told him, I said, Hey, look, if you go back to Corbin Carroll's very first game, the Arizona Diamondbacks were down seven to nothing. In a regular season contest, this isn't the playoffs. This is you know last year, but down seven nothing, at Chase Field to the Philadelphia Phillies, the D-backs won that game thirteen to seven. Came back from down seven nothing, thirteen unanswered runs, won the game, and and Corbin was obviously a, a big part of that. But his first at bat, he grounded out, Joe, but he grounded out to second base, and he almost ran out the throw. You don't see that kind of hair on fire type effort. Look, I understand it's a rookie making his big league debut, but that hasn't stopped from this kid. This is a young man that is, like I said, plays with his hair on fire. He's one of the fastest guys in baseball, you know, right behind Acuna in terms of steals, maybe not right behind mathematically because Acuna had a handful more, but in terms of, you know, prolific base stealers, And it's even more than that, too. It's, you know, it's not just stealing bases. Hey, that's the line in the column. It's the times that he takes extra bases. It's the times that he affects pitchers on the mound because he's threatening. You know, I mean, any baseball fan, you know, can can see that this is the kind of guy you want on your team. And as a young man, Corbin Carroll, uh, you know, Diamondbacks fans, hey, there was a lot of Paul Goldschmidt jerseys back in the day, but I'll tell you right now you know, ask me that question about Goldie still being one of the fan favorites and the favorite son. And, you know, uh, uh, it, it it might be Corbin Carroll in terms of the best homegrown talent for the Diamondbacks, you know, in the Hall of Fame for the D-backs, Randy Johnson, you know, a number retired here at Chase Field, Luis Gonzalez. Those guys were acquired by trades played for many other teams before they came here. Those homegrown guys like Paul Goldschmidt and and Corbin Carroll and you know, t- to an extent, a-, a Cattell Marte who was brought over here as a very young man in a trade with the Mariners. Um, you know, it's it's exciting to see somebody like that that, you know, hopefully is a- is a Diamondback here for a very long time. An All-Star this year, started the All-Star game in his hometown in Seattle. I mean, just a storybook year. Um, yeah, I mean, Corbin Carroll is, uh, is absolutely the real deal. Um, by, you know, by, by many, the fastest player in baseball. And man, he is, he is so much fun to watch play. And uh, he was struggling with the bat in the Philadelphia series. And then finally came through with a monster game seven for Did
0: Well, enjoy the, uh, the next 10 days, Mike, uh, with the uh, Diamondbacks in the world series and uh, look forward to, uh, to catching up with you whenever that uh, next time is. By the way, if you go and you look at the uh, the video the Diamondbacks posted after they won, you can even see Mike for about uh, <laughs> a quarter of a second in that video there too. Hey, uh.
4: <laughs> I, I want to shout out to our social media team and our content team, our videographer team. Uh, there's some great, great talented folks there. And uh, in case you haven't seen it, there was a lot of shade being thrown by... A lot of people back and forth. Philadelphia fans, even the teams themselves, a little bit. But man, our content team has been on top of it, and that was actually a rebuttal to uh, a, a to Mad Dog Russo, you know, longtime radio voice. He's on ESPN now on TV and everything, saying that he would retire if we came back and won. And uh, and so that was that was a clapback video that featured the team. Chanting, spraying champagne in the winning clubhouse after the NLCS, chanting Mad Dog's name. So uh, kudos to our content team, and somehow I did make the video. Just losing my mind with you know hundreds and hundreds of fans here in downtown Phoenix. I've seen I, pro wrestlers have stayed
0: retired longer than Mad Dog Russo did after uh, after his statement the other day. So it's uh, yeah, it's it's a shame that uh, that he didn't stick to it for at least a, a you know a couple days, at least through the weekend. And just give himself a long extended break. I was I mean, give us all a break.
4: Just you know, we could all use a break.
0: I'm a fan of Mad Dog, but I was disappointed that he that he didn't actually retire even for a day. That was that's it's not a good look for him, but (laughs) (laughs) we'll uh yeah, we'll we'll see what he ends up doing for his punishment. I know there were a few things out there. Mike Bauer, thank you so much, man. Uh best of luck to your diamondbacks next week.
4: Thank you. Appreciate it. I believe uh, the D backs are the uh, the least winning team since the uh, twenty sixteen St. Louis Cardinals to make the make the, the World Series. So
0: yeah, twenty oh six. Yeah, the two thousand six yeah. uh, over the uh, over the Tigers that
4: uh, that year in the World Series. Thank you, Mike. Have a good one, you guys. There's not a lot of wiggle
2: room in my budget. Thankfully, with Ameren's budget billing rollover plan, my energy bill is
4: more predictable. And knowing what to expect each month gives me the power to be me. Enroll on our mobile app or learn more at Ameren.com slash options. Back
0: here, it is Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota. And we are coming to you from bootlegging Bob's. Here in uh, Tower Grove South, right on Morgan Ford, Andy. That's uh, our home about once a month or so. Out here at the uh, at Bootleg and Bob's,
3: yeah, we have a good time. It's the uh, former. It's a former Colorado Bob's Ship of Fools. Yeah, if you're familiar.
0: Two Loud Eats is uh, who fed us tonight. Uh, Just a fantastic meal from them. Going to finish it off when we are done here on the the show tonight. Uh, We just had Kyle from Central State Sandwiches. He stopped by. haven't seen Brenton yet, uh, but if Brent was here, he would tell you all about the Morgan Ford Halloween pub crawl that is going on this weekend, uh, costume contest at each and every bar out here. And I am also, I'm trying, I'm trying to get uh, Brenton to come up uh, over at the Bootleg and Tavern, which is in the Grove. I'm trying to get him to come up with a Taylor Swift-themed menu item. Oh, boy. You know, huge, he's a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan. Yes, he is. Huge Kansas City Chiefs fan. I am pushing real hard for him to come up with a Taylor swift menu item out there. Yeah. I don't know what that would be, what that would look like, but I have, I have put the bug in his ear for it. Andy, uh, we need to do some crack slippers, if you will. Joe,
3: some stories just aren't meant to hit the mainstream news. We picked those stories up here on Weekend Joe. These are the Crack Slippers with Joe Roderick on the all-new com.
0: If you have a chance, Andy, I know it's uh, happening. The game is on right now as we are talking uh, but if you have a chance to do so, check out the uniforms that Western Kentucky is wearing for football uh, or wore for football Thursday night. Okay. Andy, they have their their mascot, the Hilltoppers. Are you familiar with their mascot? I, I, the I've heard. The big red blob?
3: Yes, yes, yes.
0: Andy, the helmet stickers that they are wearing Thursday night are customized for specific positions that each player plays. Oh, how neat. Such as it is the Hilltopper, the little blob catching a football, ah. throwing a football, getting ready to block. Yes. Yes. Multiple positions. The Heisman ones in the Heisman pose. As he should be. Yeah. I like that a lot. I think that's pretty neat. I like that yeah. a lot too. More, more teams are going to do this now. I feel like. More teams are going to copy this. I would. Yeah.
3: How would Missouri do it? They'd probably screw it up somehow.
0: Truman will be, uh, yeah, on all sorts of football yes,
3: poses. That's true. There you go,
0: Andy. I don't know if you saw last weekend. It was the We Were Young tour out in Vegas. Okay, Green Day yes. was out there. Blink One Eighty Two yes. was out there. This is kind of this was the whole back when Blink One Eighty Two announced they were coming back, right? And this was kind of like, hey, we're going to do this, and it was just seemed like forever away. It's coming gone. It's,
3: it's you're right. It's,
0: it's coming gone. If you want to feel old, go and. Go and look at the lineup of uh, uh, of who all was there. ah I will tell you just a few, please do. I already mentioned uh, Green Day and blink 182 also on the uh, also on the list, as I scroll through my pictures to tell you, good Charlotte, the offspring, thirty seconds to Mars. Sum 41, bowling for soup, less than Jake, Newfound glory, gym class heroes. Ooh. Yeah, take a look at my girlfriend.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: so Andy, I can go even She's more. The only one I, got. I can go even more '90s, early 2000s than that with this crack slipper. OK, I like it. So performing during blink 182, they had, they had a half pipe out there. Nice. Tony Hawk was of uh, was, was. Do, was going back and forth on the uh, yeah doing that. Do you know Tony Hawk has a son, Riley Hawk? Okay, Tony Hawk has to be sixty. He probably has a he probably has a grandson. Well, maybe he can have a grandson now because Riley Hawk got married Ooh. over the weekend. Oh, to whom? Francis Bean Cobain. Really. Yes, she's old enough to get married. I mean, the, the Andy. Again, it's Kurt. Cobain's I remember daughter. when I remember when Francis Bean Cobain, Cobain was born. Andy, Kurt Cobain's been dead for like thirty years. Thirty years. So for you to sit there and say she's old enough to get married,
3: <laughs> just never put two and two together. I haven't thought about Francis Bean Cobain in thirty years.
0: Uh, this gets even more nineties for you. Andy, um, they they had a special officiant at the wedding. Oh, who was that, Joe? Vern Troyer. No, he's dead. He's He's gone.
3: Michael Stipe. That's me in the spot. Light.
0: Losing my religion. Yes. Michael Stipe of Collinsville High School. Okay. I have interviewed two members of REM. Not Michael Stipe. Okay, I, that's what I was going to ask you because I have no idea.
3: Yeah, you interviewed <laughs> Peter Buck and you interviewed... Um, Oh, my God. Who was the other guy that you, that you I'm talked I'm going to find it
0: for you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scroll through, and I'm going to see if I can find. Um, I want to say
3: Mickey Dolenz, but Mickey Dolenz was in the Monkees.
0: I was looking if I could find my pictures from uh, the uh, the All-Star game in uh, in Cleveland where I was kicked out of the Rock and Roll Hall of yes, Fame. Yes, you were,
3: by that mean lady on SiriusXM.
0: Sure was. Um, whoever these. Uh, okay, so it was Steve Wynn and Mike Mills. Mike Mills, okay. Yes, Steve Wynn and Mike Mills, which, by the way, they have a patch. Oh, that's right. I was wondering what this patch was in the picture of that. That's uh, That was a gift to them from uh, Chris Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> the, is, it, is it a bare minimum patch? No, 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 no. That was uh, him trying to uh, – that was him – trying to get bullpen carts brought uh, back to all baseball teams. Ah, that's right. And he had patches made and he sent me to the All-Star game with them. <laughs> and I gave them to REM. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's
0: former senatorial candidate Chris Gardner. Sure is.
2: <laughs> About
0: 2500 votes he got for Senate.
2: I that is, <laughs>
0: what like I tell stories like that and it really just makes me just look back to some of the crazy <laughs> Crazy <laughs> should have done. Crazy. <laughs> like that's that's not something I would make up in Mad Libs. No, it's not.
3: <laughs> I gave this patch to bring bullpen cards to REM.
0: <laughs> God. Oh, Andy, I think that's going to do it. For All right. us uh, here today on the show, fantastic program uh for us on uh once again um fed great uh, Laotian food. Yes. And uh, got to see Kyle. Uh, That's always um, good. Yeah, out here at Bootleg and Bob's. If you have a chance to, you got a nice costume. I got to come out. I got I got a lot of stuff. I don't want to re. I don't want to reuse a costume. No, you need a new costume, Joe. Yeah. So I don't want to do that. So I got to figure out what I am going to do uh, this week. Uh, so I will do that. I will figure that out. Um, over the next few days, and we will uh, we'll let you know about it next week, Andy. Next week. Oh, by the way, I'm going to Indianapolis on Sunday. Ah. Hudson and I waking up at 5 a.m. driving to Indianapolis. We're going go to go Colt Saints. Fun. Yeah, he's never been to an NFL game. It's been years since I've been to an NFL yeah. game. Uh, so we are going to go to that. Uh, I mean, I've
3: already been to Lucas Oil Stadium this year. You
0: have been. Yeah, to go see Luke Combs and Laney Wilson. Yes, I did. Uh, so I will be, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be going there for uh, probably hopefully spending a lot less on a ticket than you guys did. Probably. Uh, for that. But I'll be going out there for uh, for that and then driving right back. I, I figure I'll get home 8, 9 o'clock. Sounds fun. Yeah, looking forward to uh, to that on uh s- Make sure Sunday. you stop in
3: Casey, Illinois at the home of the world's biggest mailbox and chair. And you pass it right by.
0: Yeah, Okay. Yeah. right there. Yeah. We'll, see. we'll see what kind of time we have on the uh, right. It's just going to be hey, me and him in the car. It's like literally, so,
3: rather you're saying yeah. it's, it's, it's a 10-minute it's drive around, and then you can go right around.
0: Right. That might be yeah, if it's light out, because we're leaving yeah. it at 5 a.m. Yeah, It'll be, be dark
3: be... till about 7.15.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Next weekend, I'm going to uh, Lawrence, Kansas, to run a half marathon. Oh, very fun. Yeah. So just going back and forth, just across the, the great Midwest, driving across these flyover states. Hey, he is Andy Hanselman. I am Joe Roderick. This has been another edition of Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota. Each and every week, right here on ClavesOnline.com.
1: Hi, everybody. I'm Peter Munganass with Munganass St. Louis Acura. Here to talk to you today about some benefits of Acura's Certified Pre-Owned program. After passing a 182-point multi-point inspection, Acura backs all of our certified pre-owned cars with a six-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty and a seven-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Munganass St. Louis Acura has new inventory arriving daily. Come on into Munganass St. Louis Acura today, meet our award winning team, and find that perfect certified pre owned Acura for you.